All right, we good? All right, hey, Luke chapter 10. How many of us have ever answered the question, how are you, with, I'm alive. Talk about low goals, right? I mean, I mean, I gave myself over to the basic functions of my body, and I'm okay. Right? Talk about low goals of any, that would be like, I'm breathing, right? Or maybe if you're in here today, you've, someone's asked you the question, how are you? You came up with, I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. Or maybe, how are you? Oh, I am fine. Fine. Fine is the Christian F word. I didn't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> fine is the Christian F word. All right? Because here's what we do. Here's what we do. We come in a, the church gathering and we're like, man, we had an awesome week to we, this week. Man, we're just so awesome. So glad. And, and, and meanwhile, your life was a train wreck. And we're so good at that. We're so, so, so good at that. Because we feel like for some reason the church is a culture that we need to present our best for. But the story of Jesus is saying, hey, we're all messed up. Let's come in here with all of our messed up people together. Like we're all messed up together. That's like the basics of this. And so as I talk to people over, I just hear this statement. Now I know, I know it's going to change because this is what happens when pastor preaches on it. You start to change the way that you answer that question. I get it. You continue to answer the question however you want. But you can hear it in their voices. How are you? Oh, things are just so hard right now. Things are tough. Or, or I'm just overwhelmed. I'm tired. I'm busy. I just feel like I can't catch up. I feel like I'm underwater. I can't catch a breath. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like. Isn't being overwhelmed a bipartisan issue, right? There's like, it doesn't matter what party you're from, doesn't matter what country you're from, doesn't matter, matter what gender you are, feeling overwhelmed is incredibly common. Unless you begin to simplify your life. Now, simplification is not so much organizing your schedule. Simplification of your life requires that we unclutter our soul. See, here's the thing. You could have the most organized schedule in here today. Like, you could have, like, bam, 8.30, 8.45, 8.47, right? Come on. And, like, you could be, you could have the most organized schedule of anyone here today. At the end of the day, you might just feel like, I can't catch up. I can't catch up. I can't come up for air. Because simplification of your life doesn't mean that you have an organized schedule. It means that you have an uncluttered soul. And so today what we want to do is hang out with uh, uh, two women named Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10. And their story is, is really unique in the sense that it's like this little snapshot at the beginning of Luke, and, and he's really just showing the nature of Jesus here in our midst. And this is what Jesus, uh, this is the story where it picks up in verse 38 of Luke chapter 10. It says, this, as Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. Now, let's be honest, for a quick time out. It probably didn't sound like that, right? <laughs> don't, don't we, have an, don't we oft, like, often, like we Shakespeare the Bible? You know what I mean by that? 
Like, you think like two women are sitting in like a seat somewhere in the Middle East and they're saying, hey, hey, Jesus, I'm really upset right now. No, 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 no. That's probably not what she sounded like. And you, and you know this because you've had this moment. You know this moment because you're like cleaning, you're getting ready for Thanksgiving, you're getting ready for everyone to come over, and you're like cleaning, clean, 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 clean. And you just go, Jesus! You've had that moment. It doesn't say Jesus. You say, husband! We laugh because we know it's true. Every single one of you have had this moment. You've yelled at your kids, and you have no idea why you're yelling at them, right? You've done that before. Why? Because that's the most universal moment of any parent that we, that's here, right? You're like, why am I yelling at my children? I'm not sure. I'll apologize when they're 18. But right now, right now, we're just got to get through this moment. We got to get through this moment. It probably didn't sound like that. Doesn't it seem unfair that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Well, maybe for you, maybe you're just, you've had this moment where it's just sad. God, it's, it's unfair. This is unfair. But this is what Jesus says to her. My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Now here's the thing. When we're overwhelmed, we have to move from exhausted to energized. And many times we think we need to move from exhausted to energized from a vacation, and that's not what Jesus is teaching here. The invitation of Jesus here today is to move from exhausted to energized by uncluttering our soul. By starting at the root of who we are, the the human heart, the idea of what it means to be human, he starts there and he says, let us unclutter everything about who we are. Let us find a new set of feet to sit at. He's going to do it in a few ways. Number one, he says, if you want to move from exhausted to energized today, you need to pay attention to depletion. You need to pay attention to your depletion. And I'm going to walk over here because I forgot my bucket. I bet you haven't heard many pastors say that from the stage before. I forgot my bucket. Here's the thing. You have to pay attention to, to depletion. And, and here's the thing is, is that our life a lot of times is just about filling our own buckets, isn't it? And, and, and for, for Martha and Mary, um, it was sort of that way as well. See, see, Martha just had this crazy moment. And again, it's one of the most universal moments of any human. We've had this crazy moment. We've become a little crazy. I'm a little crazy. And she's pouring out. She's pouring out. She's just saying, hey, I'm going to take everything in my bucket. I'm going to pour out what's going on. Or maybe it's leaking out through some holes that she has. And at some point, her bucket is going to get empty. And let me just lay before you this, is that when your bucket is empty is when you're most vulnerable. When your bucket is empty is when you are most vulnerable. Even one of the things that she was so worried about was the cultural norm. Now, so for women at this time, women, they were just supposed to be handling all the domestics of the house. And so she was extremely upset, not because just she was worried about the details and her sister wasn't, but because there was something deeper going on that Mary just didn't care about. And so she was so worried about, I gotta defend all these cultural norms. I'm doing the right thing thing and I'm making sure all the details are carried. I'm going to get the dinner all set. And at some point it snaps. She snaps. She just loses it because she's depleted. She's empty. She's got something missing. She's not filled up. 
And so you have to understand, as, as a follower of Jesus, or whether you're not here today, that you, your just life has callings on your life that are de- depleting your energy, depleting who you are, de- depleting everything about us. It could, it could be called work, kids, and schedules, and all this sort of thing. Asking for your attention, and asking for your energy, and asking for who you are, they're looking for you, and at some point, you might become depleted. And I promise you this, at the moment of your depletion, is that you're most vulnerable at that time. See, for, for, for Martha, it came out in judgment and anger. It came out this moment where she just was angry. Now, I, that's me, 100%. I just get this judgmental, angry sense going on, this self-righteous, like, I'm doing the right thing. Everyone else is wrong, right? Everyone else is wrong. I'm right. You should be doing it my way. And when I look back, I always realize I'm just empty. You could be having a season just because you've gone through family stuff, right? I mean, gosh, we have seasons not because we're doing anything wrong, just because life's happening to us sometimes. And we're tired. And we're overwhelmed. And you have this moment, you have this moment of, of a snap because you haven't been paying attention to your depletion level. See, here's what you want to do. When you want to live a simplified life, an uncluttered soul, you want to save your yes for the best yes. You have to learn how to say no in all these really new ways. Think about if, if, if Mary and Martha, they, maybe they, if Martha had a little bit more in her, she might have seen that a little bit differently. But you gotta pay attention to your depletion. Some of you in here today, you might be dangerously low. And you could be one or two decisions away from really wreaking havoc on your life. And I think you're here today to hear a warning from me. Be careful of your depletion. Some of you are tired, and you need to not be so tired. So how do we do that? You gotta pay attention to your depletion. Move from exhausted to energized by understanding that you're tired and that you're empty. In my word, I can't wait for school to start. <laughs> and so the story of, of Mary Martha continues. This, it, it, she goes from there right to verse 41. This is what it says that she, uh, verse 41 is, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, your word and upset over all of these details. What is upsetting Martha? Good, it's there. Details, worry. And so if you want to move from exhausted to energized today, not only do you have to pay attention to your depletion, but you have to patch your holes. Sometimes, so when we're trying to fill our bucket, we're just, we're just uh, like living life, doing things that we know to do, but we have holes that we... We're, we put there ourselves or we're put there done to us. And so for, 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 for Martha, this, this one's a big old hole called worry. And no matter what comes in, it's going to leak out because of her, her, her natural instinct is to worry about details. So you're worrying about these details, about these dinners. You're worrying about everything in such a way that, that literally is changing the way you interact with people. Depletion not only affects you, it affects others. And we have to understand, okay, this is a hole here that I need to fix. This is a hole here that I need to fix because it's just natural. No matter how much water I put in this bucket, how many know it's not going to get filled very much? Doesn't take, it's not, no, one's, no one's a physicist in here unless you are. Sorry if you are, if you're new. No, no, no one's a chemist. Like, you don't have to have much science background to know, hey, not going to work. 
because our holes are letting it all leak out. Some of us in here today don't even know what our holes are. What is your knee-jerk reaction, your natural bend in life? Where do you go when you're tired? See, for me, you know what I do? I eat chips. I bet you were ready, I bet you were ready for this like, earth-breaking pastoral moment right there, right? No, I, I mindlessly eat. Oh, God, I'm so stressed. And I, I, what I realize I do it, and it, it, you have to be careful not to keep that food in the house or whatever, but man, I grab that smart food bag of popcorn and I just destroy that thing. I don't even realize I'm doing it. There are times when, when you just, just have to munch on something and it's just not, I'm not hungry. I'm just munching on something. So in my stress, I go there. I go all, there's a different place. I just, you, you have anxiety sometimes in your thoughts. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. But just in your thoughts. And you have to pay attention to what your holes are. Where do you go in stress? Where do you go when you're struggling? Where do you go when you are moving in a way that you're just gasping for air? A few weeks, we, Connie and I have talked about our season of counseling in our marriage. We've just needed counseling. You might need a season of counseling in your marriage or in your, in your personal life just to figure out what the holes are. And it's okay. Because thankfully, Jesus meets us there. And he invites you to come have this type of life right now. So he says, patch your holes. Patch your holes. He's saying, don't worry about the, word, the details. And what does he tell Martha to do? He says, okay, pay attention to your depletion. Obviously, don't freak out on people. We can go there, right? Even if that's your next step today, let that be a good next step, right? Don't freak out on people this week. Patch your holes. Patch your holes. Know what your holes are. Patch them up. But then he says, he, he continues with Martha. He says, you pay attention, you're worried about all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. And Mary has discovered it. And it will be not be taken away from her. So he says, patch your holes, but have a single-minded focus. What if we had a single-minded focus here today for people? Like, I know the purpose of my life. I know the vision of my life. I know really what I'm all about. I know what I should say yes to. I know what I should say no to. There are seasons of your life where you say yes to everything because you don't know what to say no to. There are seasons of your life that you will say no to everything because you know what you're saying yes to. And so when you have a, a season of, of single-minded focus, you know what your North Star is, you know what your mission is, you know what your vision is, your life will just naturally begin to organize itself. Not because you're an awesome scheduler, not because you are really awesome at doing anything, just like sending meeting requests. Praise the Lord, I'm a meeting request guy, right? Not because of any of that, but because you know what you're saying yes to and your soul is at rest. I had some older men at my church growing up that would often ask me that question. They would say, how's your soul? I was like, for an eight-year-old, that was a little heavy, honestly. I was like, I think that question's a little heavy to start my Sunday morning with. But how's your soul? How's your soul? Your soul will naturally begin to unclutter itself when you say your best yes. When you save your yes. For what it is. Have a single-minded focus. Know what you're all about. 
Now, your seasons of life could change, but ultimately, God is the umbrella over all of it. We're all a part of the restoration of all things, whether we work, parent, hobby, energy, anything that happens, we're all underneath this mission to see everything reconciled and restored to God, to see the kingdom of God advance on the world, to say, man, I know of a new way of life when our way breaks, which it often does. And so he says, have a single-minded focus. He says, Mary is sitting here, and that's all that she needs. Some of you in here need to hear this. Many things are needed, but only one thing is necessary. Many things get our attention, but only one thing is necessary. Many things get our attention, but one thing is necessary. We need to be reminded of this. Because when we're reminded of this, when we have a, a good attention to our depletion, when we understand our holes and we understand what, what, where our energy is leaking out of, we're spending all this time thinking about things or going to things or being energy, just being depleted by things that we don't need. He says, man, I need you to have a single-minded focus. Know your North Star. But then he replenishes his energy levels. He says, you want to move from exhausted to energized, actually replenish your energy level. Now, the story continues in verse 11. At chapter 11, where he says this, this, Luke is telling the story. He says, once Jesus was in a certain place praying. Don't you love that? He says, he talks about this idea of laying at the feet of Jesus, and then what does he do? He goes and does it. So a leader worth following. As he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as, his, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. And so he teaches them that going off and replenishing your energy levels is as important as understanding why you're so depleted. See, many of us, we, we don't ever even have that much. Like Jesus does it himself. Constantly throughout the Gospels, you see Jesus removing himself to going to a place to pray. I'm removing myself so I can go pray. I'm removing myself. He says, just that, he's covered by thousands of people all the time. He says, I've got to remove myself so I can go pray. And so they just give me some application here today, some different ways that you can do this. When you understand your depletion and you have a single-minded focus and you have a good understanding of what some of your holes are, you're going to begin to replenish your energy levels, you're going to be able to have a full bucket. And when you live from a full bucket of understanding your identity in God, when your relationships are healthy, your service will be much different than how it feels right now. Going to work will feel completely different. Hanging out with your kids, completely different. Seeing the grandkids, completely different. Whatever, whatever else hobby you have, completely different. Here's just a few things that you can replenish your, your energy level with. Number one is a thing called, that I like to call chair time. If you go to that, uh, yeah, this guy here, chair time. Chair time is that first, that first 15 minutes of a day, of every day of your life, as many days as possible, let's be honest. 15 minutes, you spend alone with God. You pray, you read, you listen to a worship song, 
You ask God to speak to you in some new way by reading the Bible. You spend some time with him, and I promise you'll, your whole perspective will shift. In fact, Matthew 5 says, if you seek first the kingdom, everything else will be given to you. Sometimes we're too busy to pray. I would submit to you today that you're too busy not to pray. And so, chair time, family. The, the average family eats dinner together once or twice a week. Healthy childhood raising suggests four times a week, at least. Kind and I realized at one point that we were a little too behind on this. And so we began to realize we gotta, we gotta cook dinner. We gotta be together. And just having dinner three, four, five times a week. I gotta save a night, obviously, because soccer, right? Because soccer. You gotta save a night because community group. You're gonna have a few nights where you're like that. I would say consistently, though, you need to be together. Some family, energize yourself that way. Don't be disengaged from the dinner table. I had an older pastor say this to me one time. He says, hold your kids more than you hold your cell phone. Your family can replenish your energy. Number three is capital F friends. Capital F friends, they're the friends that you can be raw with. How many have some of these guys? You know, like you can just go spill out your vomit and say, thanks, see you later. (laughs) You've been there? Man, these are very helpful people. Your isolation will lead you to having a depleted energy level. Isolation actually will tell you that they don't want to hear it. And, And you'll get stuck with junk in your bucket, stuff that needs to get poured out. So capital F friends, use your capital, the the one that you can call, you can give it to a raw, and they don't judge you, they listen. Who's a capital F friend for you? I would suggest, what did you text them today or call them today? Let them know if they don't, that that they're your new capital F friends, right? (laughs) Just say, hey, I don't know if you thought about it or not, but just wanna let you know that I'm gonna call you periodically and vent. And uh, that's helpful. Purposeful work. Sometimes your work can actually energize you. When you go to work in the, throughout the week, it actually feels good to work. Sometimes our, our jobs can be the leading cause of our being overwhelmed. Can I get an amen, right? But when you understand the why, sometimes you're not in your office because you need a paycheck. You're in your office because God needs access. God wants you there. He wants you to be talking about and inviting people to a new way of life. Purposeful work. Recreation. Some of us just, we just don't have hobbies, right? We just need a hobby. And having a hobby is okay. Having a hobby where you feel like, man, things are just, ah, I just need an hour to go play some music, or I need an hour just to go stare at the ocean, to go coach some soccer, to go do something, go, 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 go be whole. Use it. Do it. Don't feel bad about it. Talk to your wife, though, first. Make sure you're on the same page. Don't disappear. But an exercise. Uh, we, we, Connie and I talk about this all the time after we exercise. We just feel like we can change the world after you exercise for some reason. Like, God, oh, God, I feel like I can do it. And that's scientific, right? Like, that's the endorphins being released into your brain and all that fun stuff, right? Because you went running. It's an accomplishment. It's something that you did, or it's just, you're, literally, your blood is 
flowing. Your, rest, your heart, resting heart rate is down. Your anxiety is lower and doesn't have a propensity to go up simply because you are using your body the way it was meant to be used. Sometimes simply just exercising will allow all of that junk to flow out. Bigger deals won't be a big deal. Replenish your energy level. But here's the thing. All of that might be helpful. All that might be cool. All that might be uh, just so helpful. But here's the invitation that Jesus has for us today. He says this. He prays. He says, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from, from those who think themselves wise and clever, for revealing them to be childlike. You know, sometimes when you hear this stuff, doesn't you feel like a child? Like, I just got to be real. Do this stuff a lot, read the Bible, all that stuff. I just feel, sometimes I feel like a child when I read it. I'm like, I know that stuff. Don't condescend me, Jesus. Like, I get it. He says, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father. And no one truly knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. And I love that. He says, I, I choose to reveal this to people. And this is his invitation for you. This is his revelation to you today. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, he says, take my teachings, take my way of life, take the way I should do it. The, you should do it my way. I, I'm the creator of the universe. I got it. This is the best way to do it. So take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. See, some of you came in here today and you were expecting a God that was going to throw a lightning bolt at you. I got it. I've been there. And sometimes you are, you are doing life trying to beg for God's attention. You either feel not worthy at all or you feel like just God doesn't want to give it to you. You say, I got to, you know, just, just you are the God that's going to smite me at some point. You're the God that's just going to pay you. You're angry for something, I'm sure. So I'm just going to come to the gathering to get you off my back for a little while. And he says, no, no, no. The invitation is from a God who is humble and gentle at heart. Some of you need to know that today. You want to move from exhausted to energized? You don't have to beg for God's attention. He loves you and likes you right now. He says, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. One more other part. He says, you will find rest for your souls. Do we have any buckets in the room today? Do we have any holes that we need to patch your invitation today is from a God who's gentle at heart. And his invitation to you is to come find rest for your soul. You don't have to fight for God's attention today. And so what I want to do just to kind of wrap up, we got a few minutes. Don't you always hate when the pastor says we got a few minutes because that means it's going to go long, right? Just kidding. We got a few minutes, and, and here's the thing. Here's what I want to do. I want to walk you through what a chair time could be. 
See, right now I'm in my chair time. I'm not even reading much. I'm just finding that, that worship music is aligning my heart with God's heart. I'm just saying things and singing things to God. But here's the thing. I know so many of us are so overwhelmed. And you're going to leave here and all the schedules of life is going to change everything. Like you're going to get down. You're going to get back into the schedule quickly. And you're slowly going to be thinking to yourself, I need, oh, I got to do this. I got to get God's attention. I got to get God's attention. Or I got to do this because God might get angry if I don't. And slowly but surely throughout this week, you will get a cluttered soul. His invitation is that his yoke's easy. He wants rest for your soul. And we need to hear the song of our heart, that there's no striving for his attention, that his love is given to you. And so what I want to do is just take some time. I want to just real quiet time. Matt's going to sing a song. Matt and Carly are going to sing a song. I want you just to take a deep breath, and I want you to close your eyes and maybe open your eyes. But I want you to have a moment where the schedule isn't weighing down on you, where the world isn't weighing down on you, but you have solely one thing. What Mary decided to do was what? Stay at the feet of Jesus. And I want you to practice that for a few minutes today. As we're, sing, as we're sitting in the midst of this song, just sit here and ask God to do that work. Father, we come before you today as people in need to be reminded that you are a God that's gentle and humble at heart. God, we ask you today to remind us that not only do you love us, you like us. And you like us right now. All the junk that we got. God, we need to be reminded that we don't have to strive for your love. That you invite us to live a life that's restful. Underneath a yoke and teaching that is easy. walking with a God that is gentle. And so God, I pray today that you move into our space, move into our heart, and remind us that there is no striving for your love. Remind us that we can have rest for our souls, that we can be energized, not because we have organized schedules, not because we're the best at keeping our days, but because we have uncluttered souls based off our identity that we are children of God. God, I pray that you can meet us where we're at, depleted as we may be, and restore us in only a way that you can. And so you're